The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, and boy, do we have a good one today. First, we have the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer. Plus, we have a very special guest host as well. Mickey James, that's right, that Mickey James that we just saw in the Royal Rumble, four-time knockouts champion, multi-time WWE champion, joins us as our special guest host. We get into NXT and, of course, that main event with Dolph Ziggler and Tommaso Ciampa. Also, Mickey James gives us her Mount Rushmore of all time in women's wrestling. A lot to talk about on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Now let's get into NXT from last night. The main event between Tommaso Ciampa and Dolph Ziggler, which led to shenanigans at the end of that matchup. So, Tommy, first and foremost, what did you think of the main event last night? Uh, I loved the main event. I loved they told a hell of a story. And in the beginning, uh, first of all, the announcers, um, Vic and Wade compliment. I do miss Beth Phoenix a lot. They yes. compliment each other so, so well. They told a hell of a story and everybody who wants to just go out there. And even though we're in a few, even though we're, we're fighting each other on raw and we're trying to one up each other, what did they do? They start off by aggressively wrestling each other. Um, everybody knows Dolph Ziggler has a great amateur background and the fans really, really sat and enjoyed it. And what did you hear after there was a nice pause after they keep on reverse reverse, this is awesome on wrestling. Cause it was, cause they were really trying to go at it. The guys tore it up in the ring, just like you knew they would. It's funny because uh, <clears throat> as we always say that they are listening because we talked about it on the master's class of yep. uh, who were the most underutilized in both Dob. Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode were uh, our choice, were one of our choices. Who's? I think it was my choice. And, uh, of course, now they're getting a nice push. But they And also, <laughs> Dolph did things that were out of his wheelhouse, things he hasn't done. Uh, his promo was great to start it, though I uh, actually text him with his out-of-date Wilt Chamberlain reference. I don't know if that's for the <laughs> new audience uh, that they're trying to appeal for, because people are like, who is Wilt Chamberlain? But besides that, really, really love the match, love the finish. And David, do you know the first person to ever institute a video camera 
in professional wrestling. Do you know who that person was and who they were wrestling? Oh, um, well, I was going to go back to, I thought you were talking about world-class championship wrestling and Mickey Grant, but who, what, what, uh, wrestler used the video to ever use a camera as a, uh, finish or in the, in the ring. Do you know who it was? Who? Tommy dreamer versus Brian Lee. And then the next night, Tommy, the next night, Sean and Sid used it to switch the title and Tommy dreamer was livid. (laughs) Stole my idea. Shockingly, obviously, I I did a lot of research about that, and there was a mole, and his the mole still is there, and he's sitting at the head of the table. Well, I'm glad you don't have any animosity towards that incident. I I just let things go after all these years. I let them go, David. (laughs) Yeah, but 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 an interesting main event, Mickey, and you know, interesting finish, like Tommy said, Bobby Roode, and I thought that was kind of clever because of everything with going on with COVID protocol. You know, a lot of the technicians and camera people have to wear the masks over their faces. I thought they did a really good job of hiding Bobby Roode. But, um, you know, really entertaining main event. And at the end of the day, Mickey, they're pushing Braun Breaker hard. So it seems now like every major storyline kind of revolves around Braun Breaker. And, you know, NXT 2.0, and I'm still, as Tommy will say, still upset about the black and gold brand no longer being a thing. But... NXT is all about pushing that younger talent and Braun Breaker, even in this main event, got pushed last night. Oh, heck yeah. Well, he's so sweet for one. Like, I I remember when he first came to NXT, he's just a a nice guy. But obviously, he looks amazing. I just like the you two versus us two. (laughs) (laughs) It's very 80s. I, I appreciated it. I appreciate it. has a lot I will of say, his dad, like his dad's delivery in him. Right. Yeah. Well, and you can tell, I mean, he's been like wrestling for a while now. Like, it's not like he just jumped there. I, and I'm not, don't get me wrong. And I obviously don't really love the new branding for NXT, but I think it's because I'm so used to seeing it the other yeah. way. Like, so this new super colory kind of, I should appreciate it because I'm a woman and I like a lot of colors, but for whatever reason, it doesn't scream wrestling to me. So I'm still trying to get used to it. Um, but yeah, Ziggler, I think Ziggler kills it every time he goes out there. Like he's honestly one of my favorite people to watch wrestle. He is, in my opinion, like our generation's Shawn Michaels. Like he legit, like, I just think he's incredible. He's so good. Uh, I, I agree. Bobby Roode yeah. too. Like Bobby Roode is so rizzle. smooth in the ring. It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, yeah, they're great. And then them together was amazing. You know what I mean? And obviously it was cool to see that alliance then switch over to NXT as well, you know? And uh, Dave, I mean, I remember because I'm older, uh, I remember both sitting in the OVW stands, these two unknowns of Dolph Ziggler and Mickey James. So you've got to watch each other's careers literally, um, you know, start from the beginning. And, and that's a great compliment coming from Mickey about Dolph. Uh, the beauty of Dolph too is like, especially now, He's very, very grizzled, um, but it's also his wit where, you yeah. know, he he has great com- comedic timing, but then he applied that to his promos where he actually does it like a heel. And Mickey, I was talking with Dave. Um, I don't feel that NXT is the new version is supposed to appeal to Dave and myself, you know, we're in our fifties, you're like 75. So it wouldn't appeal to you uh, as well, but it's just, it literally has a, a way younger person vibe. Like that's the right. demo I feel they're really, really going for. 
yeah yeah well i think it's not just the promos and stuff it's a lot of the style stylistic in the matches like i find them they're very talented it's a lot cool moves and stuff like that but sometimes it's the stories and i think that's kind of the benefit of having someone like adolf ziggler kind of go down there and and bobby Roode to go down there because these are guys that have been on it's it's, you know Dolph has been on tv for a long time i think people take that you know forget that and i think that he's really getting an opportunity there to have the younger audience kind of see him in a different light and perhaps throw a little respect back on him because he, in my opinion, honestly is one of the best wrestlers out there. And he always has been, I hate to put him over because if you go back and ask him, there was a mat, there was a time when I first met Dolph and it was Alexis Lurie where apparently um, I blew him off for an autograph. And, uh, but this is before he came down from, for OVW, but yeah. But like you said, I, I saw him in OVW. You were our boss at the time, Tommy. Mm-hmm. and uh from there and then to do all the things but then to go on and be like he's just so like he's quick with it obviously and he's smart enough to do other things as well like his comedy and stuff like that and be able to utilize that but i just I, i've always rated him always i have a similar story where he came to see an ecw show with his brother who's Same. now also a wrestler and he came and they wanted to get the ECW uh, t-shirts. And that was a weekend that Paul, we jacked up the prices of the t-shirts. And then here's this amateur wrestler kid. And it was me versus Steve Carino. And I was hurt. And we used to, me and Steve used to call it the uh, Def Jam comedy hour. Cause we would have an hour long match, but I was hurt. So I couldn't do a whole lot. And uh, there was a lot of cursing a lot. And he had his little brother and he said, I was never so embarrassed. <laughs> to be at a show and he's like this wasn't wrestling and because his uncle took him and we still joke about it to this day oh my god he rips me on that he was with his brother as well for the thing he's like i was bringing my little brother to get an autograph and you're like sorry kid because they they were pulling you because it was an intermission and apparently i was taking too much time as i do Uh, Uh, but yeah Dolph is something special there's no doubt about it Mickey and Tommy, you both brought up something I thought was very, very interesting in the last segment, and that is about Tasha Steeles. And Tommy, you told the story that, you know, Tasha really at a difficult time during the pandemic stepped up and then is now, you know, this past Saturday up against, you know, the legendary Mickey James for the knockouts championship. You know, somebody else you could say that about who's up high on the impact ladder is Deanna Perrazzo. You know, Deanna Perrazzo was let go at the beginning of the pandemic from the WWE. And then here it is, what, a little over a year later. And she's got many championship titles around her way. So it's amazing how during an extremely difficult time in our industry that there are certain people that were able to step up and really make stars out of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deanna was especially one of them, you know, came in uh, right off the bat and did and still is doing great business. And, you know, at one point, what she's the champ champ now holding two yep. different titles, but she was also, I think she may have been the longest reigning uh, knockouts champion and yeah. until somebody came along uh, and defeated her. So uh, besides that, <clears throat> uh, Deanna is still crushing it. 
uh, each and every week. She has an open challenge that you could watch and who knows who's going to step through those curtains. Uh, yeah. Because every single time she does it, it's always a different person. Very, very cool. This uh, yeah. pay-per-view was what, Miranda Elise, Elise. Um, Elise. I Elise. was very, very impressed with her. Yeah. Yeah, she was, that was a great match. I just, I've always said Deanna is one of the best out there, even in our feud and, and working together and, and wrestling together against, we're so stylistically, we're so different. We're different types of wrestlers, um, but she's awesome. Like she really is. And, and just watching, you know, her, she's just, it's cool to see. Uh, I always say like, you can take a, a situation and go either way with it. It can kind of like allow it to defeat you or you can use it and kind of, and she's definitely one of those cases of, not allowing it to defeat her, but instead proving everybody the, the other way and, and showing them why she's one of the best in the world and why, you know, and you get those opportunities. And I think that's where the great thing about impact wrestling is that they really give you a chance to uh, let your character shine in that sense. And she was really, it was really cool to see. And even to the point where some of the guys are recognizing her as one of the best technical wrestlers in the world and not with, female in front of it but just one of the yep. best technical wrestlers in the world and uh i think that's very true so dave a lot of uh and i know you know for myself for mickey uh, and and you know it's kind of like stems from nxt but for a lot of the wrestlers uh that are like diana perrazzo if diana perrazzo was given the push that she's received in impact wrestling in the wwe she perhaps would be one of the biggest globally recognized stars of all time and there's so many people like that you know in, in AEW uh in, in impact wrestling because they all have the ability and they all like want that push and it's just it, it's not given for whatever reason and that's why I tell people you know what you're better to be a part of that system because you have learned so much from being there and right. then you have all the tools and then you go out there and you become a star and yes you want it you want it there, but it's not given to you. So yeah. you apply yourself, you don't get down and, and you've become a bigger personality. And there's literally like in impact wrestling and AEW, there's hundreds of these people. I mean, I know Mickey, how uh, we had her on the show after she got released, she's literally crying. And then, you know, we've talked about it, the sh how her career has stepped up and, and, you know, even going into the Royal rumble, like doing things that, none of us would ever think happen. It's like you have a whole rebirth uh, <clears throat> to the other side of that. I always thought uh, LA Knight was a good wrestler. I thought he was an excellent promo, but I thought he was a good wrestler, nothing super duper special. And look at the performance. I watched his match last night and I was like, this is one of the best matches I ever saw seen him have. And then, or, or Cameron Grimes and Cameron Grimes. Oh, love him. <clears throat> Impact Wrestling only saw him one way. He got hired. He became a bigger star. And that whole gimmick they have, he would not have gotten that opportunity in Impact Wrestling because they didn't see it in him. Right. So it, it's just, it, it goes both ways. But for those wrestlers who, you know, we'll, we'll look at a Chelsea Green, we'll look at a Deanna Prazo. Uh, it's like, okay, why didn't this company love me? Why didn't this company want it? Who knows? Or even, I mean, the Iconics. Think of the how, what a great group they were together. The fans, they had this amazing connection with their fan base, just like Mickey James did. And then it was like, how dare you let them go? But then like their stars are shining brighter than ever before. Right. 
So, I mean, it goes back and forth and there's, but especially with NXT and I look at like all these new faces of, of wrestlers coming up, uh, it, it's really, really cool to see it. And if they really, right now you can't appreciate it. I appreciate it so much because I'm older, but like also like this, this, this past uh, pay-per-view, I was very, very behind hands-on behind the scenes. And I do, I love seeing so many people's stars shine, but it, it's just, and I said it, if you were given this opportunity somewhere else, you'd be the biggest star ever. Remember that and become the biggest star where you're at, because I got that. I got that from ECW. And right. I, you know, Sandman was the biggest star there. Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam. When you came to our place, we were the stars. And if you couldn't hang with us, that's your fault. And I, I think there's, I, and, and Mickey, there's something from what you said and from what Tommy said. First, from what you said about, especially about Deanna Perrazzo, like being let go. And I'm sure it was her dream to be a part of the WWE. It didn't work out. That could defeat a lot of people. Uh, but instead, it made her stronger. I'm sure you need a good support system to do that. People that believe in you. You know, I know she's very close to Chelsea Green and Britt Baker. I'm sure you you need a little bit. You need belief in yourself, but you also probably need a little bit of a support system of encouragement to move on from something like that and know, hey, you know what? I can learn from it and I can get even bigger and better. Yeah. Well, I think I think definitely, obviously, you need your support system and and probably not just like your friends in wrestling, but your your family or what whoever back home that's been that was always for me it was like my family and stuff um it is devastating but I I really remember even in OVW and this is kind of and maybe it's just because of the way I came in it's like you have to take every opportunity as a learning and a growing experience to get better because I never thought now I can sit back and go like oh I guess I am pretty great I obviously have some things like flubs and stuff like that, but then I never thought I was good. I would thought I was good, but not great. You know what I mean? So I always took everything as a learning experience. If there's anything that I can say to the NXT people or people who are sitting there that feel like they haven't gotten their opportunity or that part, it's like you really should be taking every moment to learn and to get better and to become undeniable and to be over-prepared. Over-prepared was a word that I felt like I learned and really started to kind of go, okay and ovw because there were times of frustration and and those moments and you go like but by the time i get there i'm going to be over prepared i'm going to be rip used to say that word all the time you'll be over prepared for any situation that they throw at you and honestly that's reigned true in pretty much the entirety of my career in the sense of like by the time i got finally got to wwe um after all the other experience i used all those as learning experiences and i always tried to learn from anybody who was who had made money been there done that got a t-shirt literally tommy which one are you wearing in the business in the locker room to just see just so i could learn and sponge off of them because nobody knows everything and it's like i i still feel like i learned today in wrestling so um you have to take these opportunities and utilize them in a, in a sense to better yourself and then go out there and prove the world wrong when people doubt you you know what i mean like that's i'm a big i'm a big uh proving the doubters wrong i'm huge on that wow and and you mentioned rip rogers and rip is somebody that we've talked about cuz mark talks highly of rip rogers rip rogers helped train with damian adams diana Perazzo, and you like you know, a thought about like Rip Rogers, because I think he's almost underappreciated in terms of a lot of people's careers, even now in pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, I feel like I love Rip, but Rip is a very acquired taste. You know, like I also grew up in a different business than a lot of the people today. So my my skin is pretty thick, like it had to be. You know, it, it just has. to. And even though I'm an emotional woman and Tommy will tell you, I cry all the time. 
I try not to, but I can't help it, especially as I've gotten, I feel like as I've gotten older and like these last five years, especially I'm more of a crier than I've ever been before. Like I was a lot tougher in my twenties and thirties than I ever, I am now. And maybe it's cause I'm a mom now, but, um, he doesn't, his delivery was, was never, um, gentle. Uh, it was very honest, brutally honest, but I've always, I appreciate brutal honesty. I don't want somebody to tell me, uh, you know, that I'm great. I want somebody to tell me what I did wrong so I can fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of, so he was very much an acquired taste and his training, like those OBW days of like eight hour practices or being there at eight in the morning um, and taking like a lunch break and then coming back and like, and it was never like bump drills or anything like that. It was chain wrestling drills of like working the arm for 15 minutes straight and then heat drills and like all the stuff. So your comfort level in the ring, you weren't thinking about what you had to do next. You weren't acting. You were just reacting, right? Like it's just, it, it was like those kind of reps. And I always say that it's like, it's not about the moves. It's about the in-betweens, but those types of reps made your in-between so much smoother because you were relaxed and you could just be, you know, and that was really what I feel like not only did he like fine tune me, like I was a good wrestler, when I went there, I could do really, I could do wrestling moves very well. By the time I left OVW, I was a different type of wrestler. Like I was, I could literally go in there with anyone and, and hopefully try to make them look good. If, even if they weren't on my level, cause I would, I had the the know-how to drop down to their level and make everybody shine rather than trying to bring up them up to my level. And then it turned into a disaster or or a possible disaster. Dave, as you know, a big sports guy, and uh, I, I love documentaries. I love pe- listening to people, how they got there. And I recently just watched a, a Terry Bradshaw one, and I'm watching the NBA 75, which is the top 75 stars of the industry in the NBA. And all of them, they'll have other players who you think are like these great, great players, and they're talking about these guys one is is patrick ewing and here's john starks and he's telling us man practice starts at nine o'clock in the morning and he goes that means you're taped up you're stretched you're ready to be on the court at nine not show up at nine he goes i show up i'm i'm this new kid and he goes i'm showing up at 8 30 and i walk out there and i think i'm early and he's like patrick ewing is already in his full sweat and full workout and he did that before. And he goes, and, and this is Patrick Ewing. He's the captain. Or I'm hearing stuff about Julius Irving, Dr. J, all these people that like, like Mickey said, it's the repetitions and it's all the practice to get them great. Or even listening to Terry Bradshaw, who had, you know, this, this bitter, I don't want to say hatred, but with, with the head coach. And that coach was always, he goes, he was always on my ass. And he goes, I don't respond well when people yell at me or pulling me out of a game, but he did see something in him, got him four Super Bowls. And then he was just like, and then at the end, when my career was over, he was just like, you know, uh, he blew out his elbow. He's like, okay, good luck. And he goes, I should never have played, but I did that because I wanted to impress the guy and it cost me the rest of my career. But he was just like, every day in practice, I, I felt like this guy was on me. It's a different, but he was like, and I was there, like Mickey said, to prove him wrong. And this is his head coach, but also Terry Bradshaw hall of famer, Terry Bradshaw, you know, four Super Bowls at the time that he was, he was the goat. He was the benchmark uh, in, in sports, but it's all those rep and 
that the repetitions, there's people who are athletes and athletic, but you ain't going to be anything unless you, you have one trainers and two that drive, but to continue to do things to make you great. And that's just, you know, there's, there's independent wrestlers out there. There's people where you can look at, okay, well, I'm not in the best shape. Okay. Well then get in the best, best shape because if WWE called you tomorrow, what's going to happen? Oh, you're, you're 20 pounds out of weight. Well, overweight. Well, uh, give me a contract and I'll uh, get in shape. No, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen at all. Interesting. I mean, and I just wanted to bring that up because there are people behind the scenes that fans don't know about Rip Rogers being one that I constantly hear his name when a lot of stars talk about the people that mentored and influenced them to go to that next level. Also, really quick before we break, Tommy, I love what you said about NXT and about the WWE because a lot of people talk about, you know, being let go from the WWE and finding their creativity with another organization. But Tommy, you're right. You know, whether it was L.A. Knight or Cameron Grimes, like they were with Impact, never really found their way, never really got to the next level. And they're killing it now in the world of the WWE. Yes. And the other part, I'm, I'm literally out there. I'm watching Mike Bennett wrestle and I'm watching Bennett and Taven wrestle. And I've known them from the indies. I know they were big ECW uh, fans, you know, Bennett. And Maria, they're a great act. I, I watched them, you know, they worked everywhere. But I mean, he's in this next level in-ring mode where I was like, you guys are now captains. You're captains of yourselves. You're you're in the best shape. You're in, your in-ring is great. Like anything that you guys are going out there and doing, you're crushing it. And yes, you were not given that opportunity elsewhere. Cool. Remember that always, every second you're out there wrestling, but just go out there and keep on crushing it. Because, you know, being part of Ring of Honor, you know, with Mike, you know, yes, he was part of that system, but he would also go out there on the road sometimes and and work house shows where it it just he's become a different worker from the last time he was in Impact Wrestling. And like his body, his mind, everything is just perfectly in tune where I always say you're in this wrestling zone, you're in this wrestling bubble. I hate the fact that like I have been in that zone for so, so long because my life was just always wrestling and I never had anything else outside of it and you need that happy balance but when you're in that ring performing like like for me i'm not going to go in the ring right now i'm out of shape and i need to get in better shape for one just like for my own head but two i'm not going to go out there and get blown up on national television it 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 sucks it you know when a comic says you're dying on stage that's one thing or or musician you know you can read an audience you're still going to have your 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 fans, but when you're a wrestler and you have no more gas in the tank, that is the worst feeling because you know you have to continue, and that's not going to happen to me. And I know it's not going to happen to Mickey. Look at the shape that Mickey's in. Yeah, I always say this all the time. There is such a big story to tell for women who have m- mothers. I love this one tweet that they put out there in the WWE. How many mothers were in the Royal Rumble? Because I know there's a boatload of women out there that have had children. They literally give up their body for for the sake of something else that they love more than anything uh, once their child appears. But then how hard, and it's not, it's hormonal. There's so many different things. Like I know Beulah McGillicuddy, she literally had to sever her abs to save my children's life at birth. And she, they were just like, if you want to have your abs back, you would have to have a su- surgery to get them back. Because if not, 
no matter how hard you train, no matter how hard you can't get them, they are no longer attached. Right. And she was just like, I'm not going to risk having a surgery because I have to take care of two kids. But these are things that are not told. Right. You know? So it's a big story to be told. And you look at the shape huh. that every one of the women was in that Royal Rumble. It's like, I want, I was seriously sitting there like, what fountain of youth are all these women drinking? Everyone that's coming out looks better than the, the Mickey's. I watched her wrestle Saturday. I was like, she's in perhaps the best shape I've ever seen her. And I've known yeah. her since day one. Thanks. I didn't feel like that great a shape on Saturday, but I appreciate it. Yeah. I, pre I was watching that and I was like looking at all the girls, you know, the women, it's hard to come back from obviously having kids and stuff, but I saw Becky Lynch too. And I was like, or Rhonda, even Rhonda, like she's, she just had a baby four months ago. I felt like it took me a whole pregnancy to feel comfortable comfortable to like even so somewhat show my midriff with high-waisted pants on you know like just the top half the top two abs but it's yeah i have two kids and i still don't feel comfortable showing my <laughs> hi everyone i'm hall of fame sportscaster leslie visser and if you love sports the way i do the people the passion then you'll enjoy my podcast in conversation every thursday i've drawn from 45 years of covering all sports with people like billy jean king and david Duchovny, and the merry prankster himself bill walton i have reached the top of the mountain i am having a conversation with leslie visser my hero. So please listen and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't Drive Drunk, premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I wanted to kind of get your view of like how women were perceived in wrestling and how they are now because you've crossed that. And there's not a lot of people who, who, who were that are still wrestling. No, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. And uh, there's not a lot of women still doing it. And I think a lot of the women, when they get to come back and now because the opportunities and the way that they look at the women is a little different because we had to fight a lot harder, I think, to be viewed as equals then than obviously the girls do now. Um, And I felt like even sometimes like, you know, when you talk about like, oh, being thrown out there to try to quiet the crowd down, it was almost... I could feel sometimes the um, almost annoyance from sometimes the guys because we were going out there, not all of them, because I have tons of brothers back there and I love them to death and I'm, I'm super grateful for them. But every now and then there might've been a top guy or two that was a little annoyed that the girls kind of stole the show. Whereas now I don't feel like it's that same at all. You know what I mean? Just because it's just taken so long, not just for the fans, but also culturally backstage, I think, not everybody. There's always been people like yourself and and the, that are the guys that actually looked at the girls as equals like fit, that wanted to help elevate them, that wanted them to be seen as equals. But there were also still a lot of people stuck in that mentality of they're the popcorn match and it's just the girls match. And, oh, a good girls match is as long as they don't they can get through it without screwing it up. It doesn't matter, you know, if it actually looks like wrestling, as long as it doesn't get it's passable you know and it's just like it's taken a while i think to overcome those six stigmas on from every female level and i think what the girls are being allowed to do now is just that's why i'm so grateful to have this you know this run that i'm having now um is because i now i feel like you know i can tangle it up with a lot of these girls that now have these opportunities and are being trained to wrestle like really wrestle and not just do some of the token moves or the token things um and there's always been women obviously like when i talk about my idol sherry i think that was one of the reasons why i gravitated to her one because she was so larger than life but two she looked like she wasn't intimidated or scared by any of the men out there and she was and i felt like she was I don't know why even on screen, like as a fan and as a kid, I felt like even the guys respected her then. And I think that's one thing that was always important to me is to get women to that space where they are genuinely considered equals at to some, to the men. And that it would be like, that was a great match. Not that was a great match for a girl's match. And I think that you and I've had this conversation in our, you know, in my thousands of times thousands of times and it's like it's really cool that it really is in a place like that now you know because you you look at a diana as one of the best technical wrestlers in the world not one of the greatest tech female technical wrestlers you know so it's just it's it's really cool it's cool we've evolved you've looked at um real sports female 
Uh, they always point out now the female officials, um, female coaches, yeah. which what this is like within the last friggin' four years of our life. And I also saw the response Amy got. And I'm looking at that culturally, like there's in that culture, women have been oppressed for a long, long time. And you see all these little girls, it gives you guys, it gives them hope. Yeah. And I was just like uh, another, cause I'm crazy wrestler brain. It's like, how do they not like talk about this more? Because for a moment, Becky and Lita inspired a nation and for sure. like that never was happening before. And then yet they did it. And yeah. It was, we watched history when we don't even realize we're watching history. Right. And well, I think it's because everything is so quick moving in today's society that people don't even really understand or register the magnitude of it. And I know there was people going like, oh, it's money and paycheck. But no offense. It's like, you know, you, Lita, is, in my opinion, I mean, I would put her on my Mount Rushmore too, because I just love her to death. And I do think that she was able to capture and bring in a whole different audience that was so unique because she was so different than all the other girls again. Um, but, and, and everything that she did, but she went out there and killed it. And it, it shocks me to hear people say, oh, she really surprised even people backstage on how well she did, like as, as if her body of work prior to that night, everything that she did. And she was the one who prevented, who presented that championship to the girls. When was it at WrestleMania 32 or whatever it was when they showed that yep. new championship. So it's just like, Texas. but yep. right. But also she, you know, she really inspired this whole generation of girls that are actually wrestling now. But can I just say that she still is younger than half the male roster. She's still the same age, if not like she's still in the same bracket as some of the thing, but then presented. So it's still, there are still difference, but obviously she doesn't wrestle as much anymore, but she came back and killed it. I knew she would kill it because she's awesome. And she's a mega star, you know, and she was still in that time frame of like the girls right before the diva era where the girls were mega stars, where it was Alita and a Trish and all that, where, you know, so. But even back then, if you remember, cause you were there, it was a big deal when two women main evented raw. Right. When her and Le when her and Trish main event at Raw, like that was massive. And it's just like sometimes we forget history, too, because then they do. Oh, for the first time ever, the women are main event. I'm like, actually, I think they were the first main event right. of Raw, the first women to ever main event Raw. And it was just like and that was a massive deal, because even me where 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 I was, I'm like, oh, shoot, that means this is a possibility for women to now main event. And they had a killer match, you know, like it's like that was the match that Lita broke her neck, isn't it? uh no that's no. where she did the moonsault and she kind of bent not the suicide dive and kind of bent in half yes it was like the bend over she bent her neck she broke her neck doing uh that tv show oh right 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 yeah that was just a brutal it looked like she broke her neck on that yeah, one she just broke her back in half that's she just broke her back because she flipped over like alicia fox did when she took my ddt like a finished the match brother dude that was well, crazy I, I, and tommy i'm glad you brought this up because I, I and i think mickey you said it as well like the world of pro wrestling moves so fast a significant moment like the one that we had on saturday like you said that there's an actual billboard in Saudi because like you said the first event that the WWE had there women couldn't be on the card and then we no. saw Beth on commentary and then we saw it progress to, to the fact that there is an actual billboard in Saudi 
for a women's match on that card. Now, let me ask you this, Mickey. The caller did ask the Mount Rushmore. So do you have the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling? I do. I do. And obviously, this is all subject to opinion. And I go like, oh, it's always for me. It's always the the last, the final four, the fourth one that always has to kind of like rotate because I'm like, God, it really depends on. So honestly, number one will always forever be sensational Sherry. Sherry yeah. Martell, greatest of all time. I think she was ahead of her time. I thought she felt like she was so unique, so different. She went in there and she fought and was never looked at. I think also because I know as when I got into the business and in several conversations, because I talked to Sean about it, I talked to different, like she was treated like one of the boys and she was respected like one of the boys, like in a time where women were either arm candy, eye candy, or they were a wrestler. There was like really not a whole lot in between. So she's always and will forever be my all-time favorite. Um, obviously, Trish, I put Trish on that because she's been the golden woman of professional wrestling. But I think because we had, you know, obviously I feel like my career would not have been the way it has been if I didn't have that opening story with her. And I really didn't appreciate or understand because I was such a wrestler's wrestler and I loved wrestling, how incredible she was like as a performer as an artist and all the little in-betweens that even I learned from her um when I first just by doing that first angle with her um and the pop that she gets and just obviously it's all the way and and how people are, are promoted and stuff but at the same time she's amazing so she's number two um China I think that it goes without being said that she broke down barriers and molds of like what people thought of women and women the things that they were capable of and it was so different and unique and i think it also showed the audience that you didn't have to be because it was very much in a time of like beautiful women and the cats of the world and all this that she was the polar opposite but her even her stuff with cat was so fun like all that stuff everything china did it was so so cool and i wasn't even like she was like the best technical wrestler in the world i think again I'm huge on characters and character development and stuff like that. Um, and just like that persona. Um, and so my fourth today is going to be, and I'm going to say, because I want to throw out to the rumble too, um, is ivory and every version of ivory from her start and glow to everything that she's done. Crazy, crazy ivory who was, you know, uh, made history even at the Rumble as being the oldest woman to ever enter the Royal Female Royal Rumble, obviously. But to to see what she's done, and I've always loved like every version of Ivory, and it was just also right to censor Ivory was probably my favorite version of Ivory. Like that was my favorite Ivory that she did because it was so again so different than what everybody else was doing on TV as, as a female to try to break out and be the same as everybody else. Like she was doing something completely different. So that's my four. I I love it. All right. All right. This is interesting to me. What is your, what is your Mount Rushmore? You did your Mount Rushmore of women's wrestlers. What's your Mount Rushmore? And you can't use Nick Aldis. Um, Macho man, 
um, a Ric Flair, Woo. Sensational Sherry, okay, and Shawn Michaels. Pull the list. That's it. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.